honourable listeners, welcome back. Hey Joyce. Hello Gail. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so good that we're doing this. Agreed. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have a question for you. I was thinking about this, right? Okay. All right. So, we're thinking about stewardship. Mm-hmm. And I just think that there is something... Okay, so all right, we'll talk about it generally. But the question I had in my mind is, how do we handle sensitive topics? Because that is what stewardship would be isn't it like I know you you were just talking before about what you're dealing with in terms of like mental health and how people deal with life in terms of like steward and students and stuff Mm -hmm. like you deal with such sensitive topics in that sense yeah and with me I'm similar as well in terms of like storytelling and like Mm -hmm. bringing people's pains into my portrait painting so how how can we steward sensitive topics that is an excellent excellent question gail (laughs) and it's something (laughs) it's something i've been chewing on for a long time actually i think since going to university five years ago i never imagined that the welcoming of you know these first year students um, to university fresh out of high school, we were being briefed on you know what is cultural sensitivity, what are mm. eating disorders, what are you know what is some what are the resources you can use to you know be counseled if you're going through some tough times. And honestly, I had so much pride going into university. I had graduated top of my class I knew exactly what I wanted to do and achieve in my life and Mm. I could care less about any of the things they were telling us about I didn't even think that what they were trying to communicate to us would have been even remotely um, useful to me until Mm. I went through my valley that first Mm. semester of university and wow it was tough um and it wasn't the worst valley I've been through but it definitely was a pivotal point in my life that I realized wow I'm human you know I I struggle with anxiety at times I struggle with you know depressive moods at times and those are things that actually can be used to connect us with other people Mm. and for the first 18 years of my life I grew up in the spotlight like I'd had always people praising me complimenting me and even people that would tell me they hated me jokingly of course but that they hated me because I was perfect and I had this mentality that I need to be perfect I need to achieve I need to prove myself to myself that I am perfect And I was creating, you know, my own kingdom. I was creating my own image of who I was and who I aspired to be when the Bible clearly says in Romans, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And also, you know, who is, who is good, you know, who is righteous and there's not even one. And I remember in elementary school at my church my mom was my Sunday school teacher and we read that and I remember this feeling of 
what is that supposed to mean? No one is righteous. I'm righteous. And I was, I didn't know this, but I was self-righteous and I was trying Mm -hmm. to earn God's favor. And I was trying to prove to God, look what I can do when he is patiently, kindly reminding me, no, Joyce, everything you have is from me. Therefore, you must steward what I have entrusted you with. And that is such a humbling place to be to realize, wow, I can't do anything apart from Christ. And Jesus says, like, you cannot do anything apart from me. And I was just reading today in Psalm 105, Mm. and it was talking about, you know, Israel's rich history and even how God was the one who multiplied the Israelites when they lived in Egypt. And God was the one who turned their enemies against them. Like it wasn't even the enemies of God, you know, turned against Israel on their own. Like God is sovereign and God was the one who, you know, hardened Pharaoh's heart, which allowed God to demonstrate his power to not just the Israelites, but to the Egyptians and other countries and nations, um, his power and his sovereignty. And all the more we should fear God, but with reverence and awe and steward our gifts that he's entrusted with, entrusted us with well. Um, Amen. So yeah, sorry, I talked a lot. Yeah, emphasis on God. I think that's what, that's what we're missing with stewardship. Like, we talk about yeah. stewardship all the time in church settings, but what does it actually mean? We yeah. are waiting. Yeah. We are awaiting the master's return. And so mm. it's not about us. It's about him. And it's so easy to look at our art practice and be like, oh, how do I achieve this? Or how do I win my tutors or my audience's favor? But yeah. Yeah. If, it, if we are just working for God, then it doesn't matter what our audience thinks. But at the same time, since we are called to be ambassadors for Christ, we also want to, and I think in First uh, Thessalonians, it talks about this, like, or Second Thessalonians, about being at peace with everyone as long as it is within your power. Um, yeah. So we don't want to incite and push people's buttons when we know if we say a certain thing or incorporate a certain element into our art that it will trigger people. Um, So I think it's like being sensitive, but also reminding people what are the things that help us have connections with one another? Like what is our humanity that can break down barriers and provide unity even among people of different beliefs and backgrounds? No, that's so good, you know, and I think actually one thing that that taught me about this was actually going back to university and, and doing my MA and it's it's the fact that art isn't for yourself Mm -hmm. like that it took it took a secular institution to tell me that (laughs) you know like I I was painting loads of self-portraits and there's nothing wrong with Mm self-portraits in and of themselves but the question that you get often from people is why do I care like, mm. what, like why, why should I care about what you're doing and that that question did slap me in the face but it also it got me to really think okay yeah there are things that 
I as a, as a human being I'm going through and I'm trying to portray that in my artwork mm-hmm. and, and give it to the world yeah but at the same time it is that emphasis on God okay mm-hmm. God is the one that's doing these things through me right. and so therefore all those sensitive topics that I may be dealing with whether it's you know surrendering whether it's pain it's mm-hmm. breakup it's whatever yeah it's like the, it's the Lord mm-hmm. that you ought to be pointing to and yeah. again though it may be a self-portrait it's remembering that other people need to find themselves mm-hmm. in that in that portrait too yes. you know for sure and I think that just reminds me of this I mean I guess two movies now um growing up my favorite movie was I don't know if you've seen it but The Incredibles yes yes I love that movie so much I can quote that movie almost by heart it's it's really hilarious like it's embarrassing but anyway I think the reason why it's such a popular movie is because you feel like you can relate to at least one character in the movie yeah you know and I mean ever since I watched The Incredibles I started wearing headbands like every day to school so I could be like (laughs) Violet and it's just it's kind of embarrassing but anyway yeah so I think too with our artwork we want to invite our viewers and audience members to engage in our art and I was thinking too about stewardship how how do we steward you know our even our placement in a secular university I think Mm. just treating other people the way they want to be treated so Mm. what I realized is that there are the our tutors encourage us to do, do to do certain things like you know um have that connection build relationships with our peers right um yeah, which is yeah. it's, it's kind of difficult you know with what's been going on now so I'm you know having to communicate with my peers online when they're most of them are you know in London um but we all have personal blogs and the tutors encouraged us to follow each other Um, But of course, not everyone does that. But I think for us, like what we can do as ambassadors for Christ is to really put effort into engaging with our non-Christian peers artwork Mm -hmm. and, you know, commenting, liking their blog posts and engaging in conversation that, hey, they're like, whoa, who's this like Mm -hmm. student that is the only person commenting on all of my my posts yeah. and engaging like they're actually interested in what I'm creating like that honestly means a lot because I know it means a lot yeah. to me personally when um my friends in the in the class engage with my artwork in my blog post yeah. um so I think yeah just like little things like that um are ways that we can build relationships and you know plant those seeds gradually <laughs> um yeah. and yeah causing people to question why why is her behavior different than most people yeah what is her (laughs) mission statement you know yeah what's she really about yeah she really in on this Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, so good yeah that's true I mean it's it's been um I think right now people are still working on their visual journals so Mm -hmm. it's they're less inclined to want to share it because they all feel like it's just not finished yet and yeah. so you know it's like you feel a bit vulnerable because mm, you haven't yeah. worked so at, I don't know on our side it's a bit 
know. Are people willing to share? To be honest, maybe maybe that's part of it, isn't it? Just putting our work out there as well and being like, okay, guys, check out mm-hmm. mine. Like, you get the dialogue going. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. that might also right. help. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a good point. I could try that. Mm-hmm. I think for me personally, I just post everything, which is not always a good thing because I, I, <laughs> I just, like, don't have a filter sometimes. And <laughs> I look back and I'm like, oh, shoot, maybe I should make that private. Or, like, I don't know. I just like to be open because yeah. I want to let other people feel comfortable to be open around me. Yeah. Too. So I think that's as well in, in this time where we're not being able to have, like, weekly check-ins with our tutors mm-hmm. and with our other peers. Like, we're not walking into one another's studio yeah. to be able to see how things going mm-hmm. and stuff. So the visual journals, is the only way really yeah. for people to get in our heads mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> See, what no are joke. we really actually doing mm-hmm. do you get what I mean yeah for sure for sure no, that's good did you have a question well I think I was thinking more about you know stewardship and we were talking yesterday about the parable of the talents yes and you mentioned there that you felt like you were the one the servant with two talents do you think maybe yes. you could elaborate on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a time where I read the parable and I just thought to myself, okay, like, what has everybody's got? What has everybody got as a gift that God has given them? And one of the things I thought of was time. Mm-hmm. I just think that everybody has that one gift that God has given. And that should be something that we ought to be stewarding. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, how can we redeem the time then? He's mm-hmm. giving us 12 hours in the day. How can we flesh out this, like fill it out, sorry, all the more? Um, what can we do? How can we, you know, get back things or give God more or whatever? So then the second talent I thought I had was um, the arts. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of thinking again, how can I double that talent? What more yeah. can I do with what God has given me? Um, and so <clears throat> having those two things is like okay I'm grateful that it's not like five because... <laughs> girl you have like more than five talents though let's be real no but that's why You're I'm so just, multi-talented I'm all in the one one talent which is the arts I'm just putting it there and I'm like okay these two things God that you put in my hands help me Lord Jesus I need to steward these things well mm. because it's it's a lot yeah um but he's so faithful and mm. he, yeah, he's just able to just be kind and just enable us to, again, like what we were talking about before, inspiring us. And, and when we're in that point of being inspired to just go and do and produce and just entrust it to him, you know? Mm. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, it just reminds me of when I was younger and I mean, I loved Taylor Swift. I mm. still I still do I still do and I still pray for her but like oh, yeah. I realized that you know when I was younger I had you know these big dreams these big goals I was gonna you know have my own business and my own corporation and everything and now I'm looking at you know my future and I'm asking God like who do you want me to become I'm gonna know that's it and God is like you are my servant you know you are my daughter, you are co-heirs with Christ, like all these different things. And so 
I used to put a lot of pressure on myself, like by this certain age, I want to achieve this, I want to achieve that. And, you know, by different standards, I think I've achieved those things that I've wanted to achieve. But at the same time, my mindset is different. Um, And Mm -hmm. I guess my heart set is also different. Like my heart is having that desire, like, Lord, please align my heart with your heart. And I think Mm -hmm. that makes stewardship less intimidating um, because stewardship is, you know, for the Christian, that is a a loaded, daunting word um, because I think it invokes guilt. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. no, God, I I haven't done enough. I, I haven't, you know led anyone to to you I haven't prayed that prayer with someone recently I haven't shared your gospel recently I haven't done this 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 this. and then God is like hold the phone you're looking too much at yourself and not enough on Christ and I think there's so much beauty when pastors are you know gentle and you know helping that sinner you know look to the cross look what Jesus has already done and that will propel you to naturally work and steward what God has given you, you know, through the Holy spirit, as opposed to, I got to do this. I got to make sure I don't screw this up. I don't want to be that servant that buried the one talent. Like I, you know, and that unnecessary pressure that we Christians place on ourselves, I think is really, really dangerous for our spiritual lives and also if non-believers see our you know anxiety why would they want to be part of the kingdom of the prince of peace you know if if we are so anxious and depressed all the time like what type of testimony is that to unbelievers Hmm. Hmm. Ah. ouch ouch No, but the Lord is still holding us fast, man. Even he though does. we shake and we waver, you mm-hmm. know. I think, I think those vulnerable moments when the unbeliever does see us like that, thankfully, if we have the, enough strength, we can be like, Do you know what? But the Lord anchors our souls, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And we struggle. Yeah, it's all central, right? And you know, as you're talking, it reminded me of um, something that I heard from auntie elizabeth elliott um and she was it's just about i think i mentioned it to you before about you know we're we're just called to jesus that's all we're called to we are called to him Mm -hmm. to be his disciple to be his follower and as it's in doing that that we would be able to steward the gifts that we have faithfully you know Mm -hmm. it's again yeah it's like the seek him first and then everything else will be added on Mm -hmm. it's like he then gives us the strength to steward the gifts that he's given us and and we'll do it faithfully sometimes and we'll do it wearily other times but you know Mm. it's still him he's the one that's still holding us fast he's still pushing us through and yeah no that's yeah that's it's always such a good reminder to remember that you know, and I was just thinking too about when Jesus walked on the water, and mm. Peter was like, "If it is you, Lord, let me come to you." Yeah. And he started walking to Jesus, and then once he, you know, allowed his fears to get the best of him, he began sinking. But Jesus still saved him, 
Yeah. And yeah. then he rebuked the storms. And I just think, like, wow, like, we could be going through the toughest times, but mm. it doesn't mean that we have to go through that alone. Like, we're, we're surrounded by fellow believers. We have the Holy Spirit. And we have Jesus anchoring our souls. And, yeah, it's just, it's kind of it exciting actually to yeah to think about the big picture of things you know like no definitely it's not just about what we see but it's ultimately about what god sees 100 percent, 100 percent. and again that just relieves a lot of pressure isn't it we mm-hmm. just do our due diligence yes <laughs> and we leave the rest to the lord you yeah. know ultimately there's mm-hmm. only so much that we can do and we do things to the utmost and then we trust that you know he sees it um oh my gosh that does remind me of the um <laughs> um <laughs> the fragrance in the room alabaster jar yes <laughs> yes gail <laughs> that is to come yes i do have another um point not point but another thing that i would like to share but it it basically is when Jesus's disciples are asking him to increase their faith Mm. and I think about faith itself is a gift from God that we are called to store and God is the one who increases our faith and also when it comes to the gospel I mean various times Paul talks about we've been entrusted with the gospel and how the gospel and the Bible and the message of the good news is something that we must, you know, put at the forefront of our minds constantly mm-hmm. while we're creating art. Like this is supposed to be us, you know, as ambassadors of Christ, um, ambassadors for Christ, um, leading others to see, you know, the truth and to see yes. Jesus ultimately. So, Yeah. I just thought I'd share that. Amen. Yes, please. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. That's so good. (laughs) Oh, man. Great. All right, then. Until next time, folks. Thank you for listening. See you guys. Bye.